0: KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you
1: and your family can call home. Here's the host of our Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Mark Longoria. Hello and thank you for joining us today. My name is Mark Longoria, Director of Ministry Development here at AM630 KSLR. It's a beautiful day this weekend and I don't care what it is you're going through, Just remember that this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice in it. I'm so thankful today to have a good friend of the radio station, Pastor Ron Arbaugh of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, here with us. Pastor, welcome.
0: Thank you, Mark. It's good to
1: be here. It's always good to see you, sir. And uh, I want to spend some time today just talking. Actually, I don't want to talk. I want you to talk (laughs) so that you can uh, share with us everything that there is to know about yourself and the ministry and what God is doing at that wonderful place and with those wonderful people that you have the opportunity and the honor to pastor. So uh, why don't we start off with just your personal self. Tell us some information about, about you.
0: Well, you, let me first say you're right. It is it is the most wonderful privilege on earth to pastor at Calvary Chapel San Antonio. We're in our twentieth year. Oh. Um, came here from Southern California. I'd never. Um, I wasn't raised in church. I got saved. I knew I was called to be a pastor. Uh, God sent us from there. Uh, out here to San Antonio we'd never been to Texas Mark never wanted to come to Texas didn't <laughs> know anybody in Texas uh, and the first time we set foot in in Texas was when we drove from California and wow. uh, set foot in San Antonio Texas where we knew God was waiting for us that's amazing uh th- there was there was no reason it didn't make any sense but Jesus made it really clear that's where I'll be waiting for you and uh, now for a little more than 19 years uh we've been amazed every day at the privilege that that we have yeah. the people he surrounded us with or are, are just the, the best i know every pastor says that and thinks that yeah. but ours really are the best there you go <laughs> fantastic
1: <laughs> what were you doing in california prior to coming out here and pastoring
0: well you know i got saved late in life i was a a, a nearly 40 year old man when i got saved i had been a businessman i owned a car dealership in mm. ontario california I've been uh, there. my wife prayed for me for 13 years mm. and uh, i was a miserable jerk she prayed for me all of that time. Even my mother told her to leave me. You can live with me, honey. Nobody will wow. blame you. Uh, I was very successful in business. I worked 100-hour weeks routinely, and it was just what I did. Uh, and as she was praying for me, as she got closer to the Lord, uh, the Lord began doing a work in my heart um, that I wasn't even aware of and, and eventually got to the place where he had to allow everything to to, to be stripped from me. Uh, I lost my business. I lost Uh, My home, I I lost everything. We went from being very, very wealthy to being homeless Hmm. uh, in in a relatively short period of time. And it was all because Jesus was begging me to come to him. Uh, wow. In an answer to Paul's prayer. So uh, after she prayed for 13 years, I c- I keep telling her that she's n- she must not be a very effective prayer because it took that <laughs> 13 long. 13 years. <laughs> G- James says that you have not because you ask not her because you ask amiss. Your there motives you <laughs> are wrong. And and her motives for a long time were just bring me the Christian man you want. Yeah. And, and God said, no, you're stuck with this one. Wow. And uh, so I got saved. Uh, four years later, we're on our way to San Antonio to pastor a church.
1: Wow, that's amazing. Now, I know there's got to be some ladies that are, can identify with your wife saying, that's me right now. I've been praying for my husband, and, and he just hasn't come around to to accepting Christ or accepting yeah. his will. What words of uh, advice do you have for someone that might be in that?
0: You know, ne- never quit, never give up, never lose hope. We've seen God do such miraculous things, Mark. That uh, we, there's just nobody beyond his reach. And we've mm-hmm. learned that over and over with people that we thought wouldn't be. As you know, we do a live radio program here on at KSLR, yes. uh, The Word to Stand Up for Life, where we take phone calls and Bible questions. Well, Paula does the, the program with me every Thursday. We call it the Date Day Edition. Yeah. And we routinely get calls from broken ladies who, who just are without hope. And then they hear Paula's story. And it's like, do you think God could do that for me? And the answer is, it's what he wants to do. Yeah. But but first, you have to be submitted and committed to the Lord. You have to be in the middle of his perfect will. And even if, if you're in the most difficult marriage of all, Jesus has your back. That's right. You just do what he tells you to do and let him work on the object of yeah. of your pain. And so Paula, obviously, her, her story hits uh, home in a lot of hearts. Yeah.
1: You know, one of the things that I, that I just found out a few days ago after I read the email that you shot me was uh, that you spend your mornings with Paula in Scripture. Yeah. And I, when I read that, I was like, wow, how awesome is that? That he would say, absolutely not. I'm not going to be on the radio. <laughs> it's not even an option because nothing is going to take the place of me sitting down with my wife and spending time in Scripture. How long have you been doing that?
0: A long time now. I, I've, there, there's some extenuating circumstances. I'm visually impaired. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paula drives me everywhere. I have driven in 14, 15 years. Uh, So she has to drive me everywhere. As my vision gets gradually worse, uh, reading is arduously difficult for me. And so she reads to me. And one of the real blessings in this, people say, well, is it terrible not to be able to see? Of course it's terrible. But, but one of the real blessings is the work that God does supernaturally in a husband and wife's heart when they're reading the word together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do three Bible studies a week. I do a Bible study on Wednesday. I do a Bible study on Friday. We do a different Bible study on, on Sunday, three, three services. And uh, so she's constantly reading the passages of Scripture to me that I'm going to be studying. And and we'll read them dozens and dozens of times. And that, for us, is an irreplaceable time. And in the process, God moves in our hearts in such a way that... Um, again obviously you understand this it's supernatural but but he brings issues that need to be talked about issues that need to be resolved all of that comes to the fore because his word truly is living and active it meets us where we need to be I can tell Paula's heart just by the way she reads it her voice inflection I can say something something going on do you need to talk about this and it's just an amazing thing so it's just what we do every day we do that early then we get up and we go to the gym together and then we go our separate ways and she's got her ministry and I've got Mind, but uh, we're we're really really busy. But that's one thing that is absolutely irreplaceable in our lives.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. When I when I read that email, it brought a smile to my face. That, <laughs> that is fantastic, and I think a lot of a lot of people can learn from that. I'm, I'm sure there are. You know, most of us are just busy. We got a million things going on. San Antonio is a busy city, sure and if you want to go even just a couple of miles down the road, you got to get up earlier and, and yeah. to get through that traffic. But it's very important that we yeah. spend that time.
0: You know, Mark, it's it's, it's evil how busy we are. Mm-hmm. We we always put kind of Jesus next. Yeah, we and say he's first, though. We, yeah, All we right. do. But 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 our actions prove whether or not he really is. Mm. And, and this is a decision that has to be made. And I've become a huge advocate for husbands and wives reading together in the Word. And, and it's changed the lives, transformed so many lives of people in our church uh, because they get bombarded with this continually. Mm-hmm. Uh, husband, we're, we're one flesh. We're not two people doing our own thing. We're one flesh. And the way God knits our hearts together uh, is, is truly in the Word.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely right. You've been listening to Pastor Ron Arbaugh. He is the uh, pastor over at Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. If you'd like to visit his church, we highly encourage you to do so. Uh, they're located at 2935 Pat Booker Road, Suite 118. That's in Universal City. The zip code is 78148. If you'd like to call and get more information about the church, you can do so by calling 210-658-8337. Again, that's 210-658-8337. If you're near a computer or you've got your mobile device around and you've got Internet access, simply log on to CalvarySA.com and you can find out more information about the church. Pastor, so you've been here almost 20 years now in the San Antonio area. Uh, take us through the process of uh, once you got here and uh, what's been going on with your church and over the past 20 years.
0: You know, somebody asked me all those years ago, said, so so how do you start a church from scratch? And I told him, I said, I have no idea. (laughs) I said, ask me in 20 years and I'll tell you. And you know, the the truth is 20 years later or nearly 20 years later, I still Still don't don't know. know. (laughs) Here's what we've done. And I haven't done a lot of things well, but here's one thing I've done well. Um, I'm a Bible teacher, that's all I do. I'm not an entertainer. Yeah. Uh, I don't tell funny stories. We teach the Bible verse by verse, and every marvelous thing that's happened in our church in the people in our church is a result of the, the Word of God uh, and the Spirit of God working together to transform people's lives. So uh, that's how we've done it. We, we, we started in, in a, a, a apartment recreation room. Mm-hmm. Um, Thirteen people were at my very first Bible study on May 31st, 1995. Wow. That was the biggest crowd we had for two years that right and i just kept teaching the bible kept teaching the bible and pretty soon people would start to show and then uh um, wait a minute wait a
1: minute. before you go on for two years you had 13 people or less yes what what kept you going during that time because there's i know that there's people that, that are going to a church right now a small group and they may be thinking man when's this going to grow and maybe i should leave maybe we should shut it down what kept you going during that time well
0: i think uh I'd like to say it's my great faith, but that's not the, not the case. Yeah. It's, it's, I realize I really have no, no choice. I'm a servant of God, mm. and I do what I'm told, and I do it the way I'm told, and I do it when I'm told. And Jesus, when he called us to San Antonio, he never said, you're going to pastor a church. Now, I knew I was called to be a pastor. That was the assumption I made. Yeah. But what he said to me is, that's where I'd be waiting for you. And so when I got here, I knew that this was my permanent location. My church is known from the beginning. The only way they're going to get rid of me is if they carry me out in a box. <laughs> I know I'm here. Yeah. And, and I think that provides a degree of comfort and security for them. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it's really because that's what the Lord has spoken to my heart. This is where I am. And it was never my church to close. It was never my church to, to do anything with yeah. when he tells me to do a free school or to do a free medical clinic or all the other things that we've done. I, I, he doesn't ask me for my opinion or suggestions. I just do what I'm told. And so when it was really difficult, uh, what I came to realize later was that it was difficult because he was changing me. Hmm. Uh, It wasn't that I was a bad Bible teacher. It was, it just, I needed to be humbled. I needed to be grounded. I needed to be uh, somebody he could trust with people he loves. Yeah. And that takes some time.
1: Absolutely. Now, so you, uh, I kind of interrupted you. You were telling us a little bit about your... Uh, planting the church here and growing it. And so after the first uh, few years, and uh, you, you finally broke past the 13 barrier. <laughs> and tell us about all the wonderful things God has done yeah. in, uh, through the we, ministry.
0: We we met in a daycare center for a long time. And um, I remember on on an Easter Sunday, we were preparing, and the Lord spoke to my heart. And he said, um, do two services on Easter. And I thought, well, you know, there's going to be people with family in and so yeah. that kind of thing. And we could set up 80 chairs. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember saying to the Lord, We'll never fill 80 chairs. So we set them up that first Easter Sunday. Uh, We filled the place up twice. Wow. Um, I knew then that we were to continue doing two services, so we did two services, and then we moved into our present location. We've kept expanding it. Uh, Mark, we have the tackiest church in Texas. (laughs) <laughs> we really do. The the most love and the most excitement for Jesus. I mean, it is a passionate group of people. But it's tacky. The Lord has spoken really clearly in my heart that his money for Calvary Chapel San Antonio, this isn't true for any other church. I'm not passing judgment on, on, on anybody else's vision. Yeah. But he's told us no mortgage. His money's for ministry, not mortgage. Come on. And so we've got a, a tacky church. But but you know what? We fill it Every day. Yeah, you were telling people if they want to visit a church, we don't have room for anybody to come in. <laughs> we seriously, we get thirty. <laughs> another yeah, service. Yeah. we get, we get thirty new people every Sunday,
1: yeah.
0: and we don't know where to put them. Wow! And uh, and the Lord's just done it. Well, we've really done nothing. We don't have any programs. I've never spent a penny advertising. We've never had one moment of strategy planning. How can we make our church grow? I just show up, do three services every Sunday, do a service on Wednesday, and a service on Friday, and 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 whoever shows up, they get the best I got. Uh, And God has surrounded me with these wonderful, passionate people who've bought into the vision. And as I I made reference to, everything we do is free. We don't pass a plate. We don't beg people for money. Uh, we let them know where they can give if they want to. Sure. We let them know, hey, we need it. So if you want to give, God bless you. But our offering statement takes about 15 seconds to make. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we have a free school. We This is our 15th year, K through 12. We have 135 kids. We've got 500 more kids on a waiting list. Wow. Um, because we can't fit anybody else in. Yeah. Uh, we have a free medical clinic. It's been going now for about 19 months where people yeah. can come to real doctors. It's not just some hack. It's real doctors and, and their medical needs, but also their spiritual needs to be met. Hmm. and uh, hardly a day goes by where somebody doesn't get saved at Malta Medical. It's been going now for about 19 months, and we already need more doctors, and we already need more space. What is it called? Malta Medical, out Malta. of Acts chapter 28.
1: Malta Medical. Wow. Yeah.
0: So, uh, and, and, and it's just been wonderful to watch it. But but everything we do is for free. We don't sell anything. We don't promote anything. Uh, we don't let anybody come in and use our church to promote their things. It's, mm-hmm. just, it's just people come, and they know they're going to meet with Jesus there. Yeah. And they're going to meet with people that love the Lord. And they're going to uh, see Christ fleshed out mm-hmm. in the body there.
1: Yeah. Now, why why do these things? Why have a free school when you could charge? Why have free medical care of different different types when you could?
0: Yeah. J- Jesus never gave me a choice. You know, when, when when he gave me the vision for the school, and I have to go back a little bit. I was a, a teacher's aide in, in college, in Bible college. And, and I could see that these Christian kids couldn't construct a sentence. They couldn't uh, read well. And I just thought, if they can't read well, they, they're not going to be able to communicate the gospel. So he put a burden in my heart to do something about that. But when it came time here, literally 15 years ago, to start a school, and he said, okay, don't charge for it, hmm. it was the silliest thing ever because it doesn't make any sense. There's, yeah. there's no business plan. That, that 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 makes sense like that and <laughs> right. and uh, so he just said, "This is my church, do it my way, and we've done it, and we've watched God do amazing things. We've had eight graduating classes. We started k through six, and we added a grade a year. We've had eight graduating classes now. Mm. We have hundred percent college placement. Wow. Our academic uh, program is very rigorous. We don't socially promote anybody. we mm. just this is this is people come in they work hard as unto the Lord, that's our school motto and uh, it, it's amazing what God has done. It's not just for Christian kids; just for kids at our school. We have probably uh, every year twenty new kids that come in unsaved mm. from unsaved families, but Great. they all get saved. Amen. That's a neat thing. That's what and, it's about. and we require their their parents to come to church at least twice a month on on a Wednesday, Friday, or Sunday. And and most often their their parents get saved. Yeah. And that's what God wants. He wants people in heaven. So if he wants to spend his money to do that, and I have to have a tacky church and tacky chairs and all those things, I'm okay with that.
1: Now, I remember uh, a couple of years ago when we walked in that you were still talking about um, having or starting the clinic. It wasn't even open yet. Yeah. And you showed us a layout and how you broke everything down and set up for the school and then broke everything down and yeah. set up for the church. That's amazing. Is that what you mean by tacky church? <laughs> well, yeah. We're still
0: doing it. Our, our stuff wears out because it's, it's stacked and every day. It's always moving. There's no rest. Yeah. Uh, the same thing was true with the clinic, all of the stuff that's been donated. You know, one of the things, when you take steps of faith, Mark, you get to see God's hand move. Mm-hmm. This isn't a move of Pastor On or this isn't a move of somebody yeah. else. We don't have any wealthy benefactors. These ministries are 100% supported by a body that that has bought into the vision that God mm-hmm. has given. They've seen the fruit. And um, so, so there's no, uh, I think we ought to spend money here. We don't have those kind of committee. We never have enough money. We never yeah. have enough money. And yet, Somehow God is here still after all you know, of these years provides. of doing these yeah. things. And that school costs us between fifty and 60000 a month. Wow. we got a staff of 24 people, um, 10 students in a classroom. Uh, that's a lot of money. And you just wonder how. Well, if I was paying for rent or a big mortgage, I could have a nice big building. Sure. But it's God's money. It's his church. And he can do with it as he wants.
1: That's right. Wow. Well, congratulations to you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you for listen, listening to the voice of God. Uh, we went through something very similar where we we gave up the big building that we had, and said, "You know what? we had to just take a step back, do a little self assessment, hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and, and say, "Okay, <laughs> we are spending a majority of the income on a building that sits yeah. empty most of the time, and so we relocated, we went or we dropped our rent down, and we are able to do a lot more outreach yeah. now and a lot of free stuff, just like you guys you know what
0: 's amazing mark uh, uh, we 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 spend all this money on buildings and all this time on, on trying to, to grow our churches. And the truth is, uh, we, we've we never had a budget meeting. We, we've never had a, 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 well, what are we going to do and what's our plan for next year? Mm. Uh, we've never, although churches far bigger than ours... Far richer than ours have closed their Christian schools because it's, it's, we're in a tough economy. Yeah. And, and people can't afford the tuition. We've never thought about closing our school. I've never laid off a single employee, Mm. single pastor on staff. We've never cut back on any ministry at all because that's the reason we're here. We're not here to do, uh, to make us comfortable. We're not here to look like everybody's perception of a church. Right. We're here just to do what Jesus has asked us to do. It and it's tacky, but I'm telling you, the people that are committed are the, the greatest group of people in the world. In uh, November 1st On Saturday, November 1st, we have our 17th annual Joy of Jesus event mm-hmm. at Travis Park. And we will have, of our church body, just, just 80% of the people that come to our church will be there engaged mm-hmm. in the ministry at that event. So there'll be hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people serving. At the same time, thousands of people will be ministering too. And it's just an amazing thing to watch people change when they actually experience being used by God themselves.
1: Yeah. Now tell me, by engaged, what is it they're going to be doing in ministry? Well,
0: uh, what are we not going to be doing? We, we have uh, free hair cutting, uh, believe it or not, makeovers, massages. Uh, we give away bicycles. We've collected already more than 50 bicycles that we give out to the homeless. Nice. Uh, we cook food for them all day. We'll have music and drama. Uh, we'll, we'll have um, uh, our whole medical staff will be there. we have like 33 doctors and nurses and stuff there uh, giving flu shots and doing um, medical exams for the homeless in the park. We give way enough clothes to stock a small Walmart yeah. every year. Clothes that, you know, I go back every year and I'll visit my old shirts. You know, yeah. somebody hey, a nice shirt. Oh yeah, yeah, I got this at the store and I know it was one of my shirts. Right, yeah. But it's okay, it gives us opportunities to share Jesus with people. Yeah. And it's our opportunity. When people come back from that weekend in our church, we get nothing from it. Nobody from the the, the ministry comes to our church. We could, As I said earlier, we could Couldn't fit them in if they did. Uh, But the the day after, the Sunday after that Joy of Jesus event, uh, the the atmosphere is electric. Just everybody with a story. Everybody led somebody to Christ. Everybody prayed for somebody. Sometimes people get healed. And other times we see uh, transformations uh, that that are are inexplicable. Uh, And and when people see God use them, they change. Mm -hmm. And they'll never settle for less than being used by the Lord again.
1: Wow. It reminds me, uh, a couple of years ago, we had Matthew Barnett here, and uh, he uses a little tagline, find a need and fill it. Mm-hmm. Find a wound, I think it is, and heal it. Yeah, That's exactly what you guys are doing. It's just simply being the hands and feet of Jesus to the community. That's right. That's exactly what he yeah. did. We need to do more of that as the church, generally yeah. speaking. Uh, we need to spend some time out with our community. Uh, how long have you been doing that that event? Is this your first time? This will be your 17th year. 17th year doing it wow
0: it's the single biggest event downtown in travis park every year uh we'll have five thousand people there throughout the course of the day it's from 11 to 3 um uh all of the news stations are there now and and they do stories and write-ups and and uh it's just people are excited about it
1: wow i want to take this moment to encourage um Those folks that are in church, you have your church that you go to, and uh, whether you have an outreach program or not, this would be a great opportunity to go to Travis Park on November 1st and see and And learn from you guys and offer help uh, of whatever whatever it is that you guys need help with, but to learn because we as the church everywhere need to be doing that to simply meet the needs around us and show the love of Jesus Christ that they may see the light of Jesus shine inside of us. So... I just want to encourage folks yeah, to do
0: that. And when they see it, the first response that we get is, "Well, how many churches are, are, are doing this?" <laughs> I mean, that's how big the <laughs> event is. And we say, "Just us." And we always get people that want to partner. They want. They want us to help them do their thing. Yeah. And there's no agenda. There's no. We don't sell anything. We don't promote anything. It's just all about Jesus, and uh, we have a very secure kids' area, so um, uh, we get a lot of SAPD in our church, and they do security. Uh, There's free food. I mean, all day long, and it's amazing what you'll see and uh, the way the Holy Spirit works.
1: That's fantastic. Pastors, we're running out of time uh, here ending our program. Is there anything in particular you want to... Just send a message out to our listeners. Obviously, we want them to listen to your program, so talk about (laughs) your program that you have here on KSLR throughout the week.
0: Well, we actually have two two different programs. We have a live program, The Word to Send Them for Life, every day at 4 o'clock. It's a live uh, program. Call in for questions and Bible questions and answers uh, from 4 to 5 o'clock on on this radio station. Uh, And uh, our audience has just grown uh, immeasurably. It's it's been a really great experience. We love the involvement with the radio station here. I personally
1: think it's one of the best best shows, but maybe maybe we shouldn't call it a show, best programs that we have on air.
0: Yeah, uh, we, we just have a blast doing yeah. it, and, and the response we get from it is overwhelming. The opportunity every day to encourage people and tell them about the Jesus that saved my life. Yeah. Uh, and that's really what I'm doing. And I tell people on that program, all I want is for people to fall in love with Jesus. Yeah. The teaching program is just our our Bible teaching. If you want to hear what we do at Calvary Chapel of San Antonio at 6 o'clock uh, every evening and um, I think at 9 o'clock at night mm-hmm. uh, every evening, uh, we have our teaching program on. And I teach... Through the Bible, verse by verse, mm-hmm. I do the same thing on Wednesday and Friday and Sunday, just different books. Um, and uh, we just we have a great, great response from our radio programs. We're actually on the radio all over the country, and and uh, the response we get—something uh, you may not know—online uh, from all over the world with the live program has just wow. been unbelievable.
1: That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, praise God for that. We yeah. so appreciate you. We bless you for your ministry. Thank you for following. Uh, the voice of the holy spirit as he led you from california and, <laughs> and delivered you <laughs> delivered me yeah i still get to go back and
0: visit the beach and yeah. in and out hamburgers but they're coming <laughs> here so we're right. gonna be fine there too. they're
1: moving into our backyard there's yeah. in and outs are popping up everywhere yeah. but uh thank you so much for being a part of the uh the church that god has called here into san antonio you know i have um interestingly enough i would say probably a good Oh, 80 to 90% of the pastors that I've had the opportunity to meet here in San Antonio are not originally from San Antonio. Uh, God has moved them here, and so that just leads me to believe that that God's just strategically moving pastors here for a reason. And uh, so thank you for everything that you do. Uh, Once again, before we close out, I just want to remind you, um, if you have any questions for Pastor Ron, if you didn't get some of the information, just call. Uh, You can call at 210 658 8337. If you'd like to find out more information online, you can do so by logging on to calvarysa.com. Again, the number is 210-658-8337. And uh, calvarysa.com is where you can find them online. Pastor Ron Arbaugh of Calvary Chapel, San Antonio, thank you so much for being here. Always a pleasure to see you around the studios. Big great, Mark.
0: Thanks God for having us. You.
1: Everyone else, continue to listen to AM630 KSLR. Good to have you. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this
0: past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at KSLR.com.